My name is Carl Carafell, alongside the curator of topics, Mighty Joe, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah, man, it, it feels like it's been a while since we've done this, even though only a week has gone by. But uh, yeah, looking forward to what we have on our list of topics here. It's all good stuff. Let's put it that way. It definitely is. We came out of an amazing freaking weekend of professional wrestling happening with, oh, what is that? Yes, the NWA, and oh my goodness, just as our good friend Bubba Duke says, let's get ready to rumble, boys, because this is going to be absolutely fantastic as we go through and talk some amazing stuff that has happened. We're going to start things off here with NWA 73rd anniversary show. Oh my goodness, Joe. I know you have seen this. I have seen this as well. And all I can say is mind freaking blown right now. Wow. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, for sure, man. They put on two days of really good programming. We're actually starting with the uh, 73rd was the second show and Empower was before, but uh, that's okay. We're still going to talk about both of them. Uh, But yeah, man, just an absolutely great weekend of professional wrestling brought to us by the National Wrestling Alliance. And and just, I'm so pleased that it, it, uh, it turned out so well. And there's some really cool stuff to get into with this show. There definitely is NWA 73rd. I mean, I talked about this one first here because, well, uh, as you see here in the writing for the actual um, program today itself, we are talking, as you see in the ticker below, Women Powers Unite. And I want to spend a good focused time on that without breaking any of it up so we talk about the 73rd first yes i was getting to empower i definitely was here um this has been an absolutely amazing time to be a professional wrestling fan from all the different names that came out during this show just to kind of lend their hand and their support for professional wrestling i mean Absolutely unbelievable. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm at times very speechless over this, um, simply because of everything that happened with this show. It was by far one of the best shows that I have seen um, this year. Like for pay per view wise. Definitely, this has been one of them, and and I think it's because of that uh, nostalgia factor that was in there that happened. Um, just I don't know, like production wise, okay, no, it really wasn't the greatest production wise, okay. But looking past all of that, man, just everything that happened, absolutely mind blowing. Like I don't. It's it's so hard. I don't know. I, I uh, Joe, you have any words for this? Like, <laughs> I'm someone in the same boat as you. When, when it comes to uh, the production stuff, I, I'm usually kind of critical about this. But for me, with this, just given the presentation that, that they've had with this show, you know, since bringing back the NWA and with uh, Power uh, and all that kind of stuff. I could almost give them a pass for that kind of stuff because the show has a very independent studio wrestling kind of feel to it because that's exactly what it is. So these mm-hmm. little kind of hiccups and issues, 
I'm kind of okay with him. I won't say that initially. It's obviously part of uh, what's kind of going on, but it, it gets a little bit of a pastoring just because the other stuff is so overwhelmingly positive. Right, so it, it, was, it's a, it overshadows the the production issues that uh, I mean these types of shows and that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it comes with the territory. Yeah. It it definitely does, and we we got to keep in mind that still the NWA is trying to get back to its luster that it had before. We're talking. What a great way to do that, though. I mean, Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis, Missouri, one of the places that the NWA has been a multitude of different times. So much history around that venue itself. It was absolutely fantastic. There were only 10 matches that were on this card, and we're just going to run through them super quick. I'll run through them, Joe. And what I want you to do is just give me a bullet point of your thoughts on this particular matchup. Is that cool? little disclaimer, I did not see either pre-show match. Okay, so we will not <laughs> include those pre-show matches. I will tell you for a pre-show said that, that I what I saw <laughs> was Yeah, having great. said that, um, looking at what they are, uh, uh, the, the second one, I'm kind of interested and I might seek it out. Um, PJ Hawks versus Colby Carino. That's one that I want to try and uh, see if it's available somewhere to watch because uh, Colby Carino, I'm a fan of. Awesome. So the first pre-show match that we had was Lady Frost and the Hex, which is Allison Kay and Marty Bell defeating Genocide, uh, Palo Mayfield, and Taryn Terrell in a uh, six-woman tag team matchup. Uh, It only went like just over five minutes, but I absolutely loved it. Loved everything that they did inside of this matchup. Lady Frost is freaking amazing, and I will watch her absolutely anytime that I possibly can. PJ Hawks and Colby Carino. Yeah, dude, really, you need to check that out. Find it somehow. Check that that matchup out. It was only a seven-minute matchup, but absolutely killer in a singles matchup. Then we had... To start out the show, mm. Brawl in the Lou, meaning St. <laughs> Louis match, not Lou as in toilet. We had Tim Storm versus Tom Latimer versus Crimson. Yeah. My word, dude, Tom Latimer looks amazing. Crimson always looks good. Tim Storm, dude, yeah. dude, for Tim Storm to be in the age category that he is in and still put in the type of work that he did mind of freaking gone right now. You saw that spot that happened right at the entrance way at the, uh, the opening of the entrance way. Talk about that for a moment. If you will, please. Are you talking about the, the ladder spot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Th- that, that was pretty insane for a, a man of his age and experience to, uh, to take, especially be on the receiving end of it. Um, yeah, man, like they started this main show off pretty hot. Uh, and normally this is something I'll be critical of, but these guys are positioned a little bit further down the card. So to kick off the show like this is good because, you know, it's not one of the quote-unquote main events, right? I, I love uh, the booking order of this show. and uh, But, yeah, uh, like I said, inside of that, like you said, man, they uh, th- this was Bell and Lou. Right, we're talking, like you said, St. Louis, our, our yep. United Kingdom uh, 
peeps are probably wondering maybe what's going on because over there <laughs> Lou means toilet. But uh, it was right. definitely not a battle in the toilet. It was uh, in St. Louis. But yeah, I mean, a, a really uh, burn burner to kick the show off with. Uh, they did some impressive stuff there, but they didn't go bananas either. They didn't blow the rest of the cart, which I have a lot of respect for. A nine-minute matchup felt like it was a 20-minute matchup when you saw that spot that I asked Joe to talk about. Uh, you're looking, they took a, a piece of the guardrail, an extra piece of the guardrail yeah. that's keeping everybody away from the ring, set it up over top of the other two guardrails, set up a ladder as well, had Tim Storm on that guardrail, and down came right on top. Of Tim Storm. That was mind-blowing. And and for Tim Storm to get back up after that and continue on and ultimately win that matchup, absolutely amazing. Ah, uh, freaking amazing. So we're next matchup. We're looking at a singles matchup, a women's singles matchup. We're looking at uh, Kylie Ray, smiley Kylie Ray, yeah. taking on Mickey James. Both of them class acts in their own right. We do know of the different, uh, you know, issues that Kylie Ray has had, but she got herself better and has made a comeback and I think has made a comeback to fans who have not forgotten her just as they have not forgotten Mickey James. Joe, what do you think about that matchup? Yeah, a fantastic women's match. Like you said, both individuals, I mean, Mickey James, what can I say that hasn't already been said about Mickey James. You know, she helped put together this Empower show as well. Uh, and I mean, just when it comes to women's professional wrestlers, she is uh, right near the top. Um, Kylie Ray, again, another one, just uh, it's uh, somebody who the fans have really latched on to. And, and good that has happened that way because, of course, you know, we know that there were some mental health issues and whatnot, and it, it seemed that maybe the larger spotlight wasn't for her. So with with this, with it being a bit of a smaller crowd, it's right up her, she's in it's right in her wheelhouse. She puts on a great show too. That that, that character very well executed. Yeah. She does that slide into the ring, which uh, I mean I can't do. I don't know, probably a lot of people can't do. Um, but outside of that, like she can really really work in that ring. Like just, like just watching the actual wrestling happening during the match, like she held her own quite comfortably with Mickey James, and that's saying quite a bit. Um, Kylie Ray, like I said, outside of character, pushing all that aside, just as a wrestler, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. She she works so nice in that ring. It's it's really nice to see. It definitely is. I was absolutely enthralled with this matchup because, well, yeah, I I was a Mickey James fan. Yeah. Um, you know, did I like Mickey James more than Trish Stratus? Yeah, kind of a little bit. I did. So to see Mickey James back inside of that ring. It was absolutely fantastic. Mickey James taking that match, defeating Kylie Ray. But not all was sad over that, as the two of them really like showed support for each other during this uh, afterwards, which was really, really nice. Now, we're going to move on to a something that, that Mighty Joe is not a huge mm. fan of, but we're going to talk about it anyways. A six-man tag team matchup that happened here. So we had Tyrus... The Masked Man and Jordan Clearwater being accompanied by Austin Idol taking on The Pope and The End, a group called The End, uh, Otison and Pero. Um, for me, this matchup, kind of like 
a lot of six-man tag team matchups kind of gets a little lost in the shuffle of everything because there's so much that's happening and, and a lot to really retain. And it's hard to retain because there's just so much going on and so many people inside of this matchup. Was it a good match? Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, this whole card, I don't think that there was really any bad match at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, this one just wasn't very memorable for me. Yeah, Joe, do you have any any takeaways from this matchup? It, it's my only kind of negative take that I'm probably going to give on this entire episode here, Carl. I mean, five out of the six people involved in this match deserve so much more. I mean, all great talents. Like we're we're, we're talking. Uh, Jordan Clearwater, you know, the masked man, uh, and, and Pope, and uh, Edson and Perro. I mean, oh, those guys are fantastic. And, and then you have the sixth individual who who's just seems like – I don't even like, really like saying the dude's name, honestly. Like, he's just in there, and it just it doesn't seem like he's even into it. Like, barely involved in the match, just kind of hanging out. And, and you can make an argument, it, maybe that's a heel being a heel. But when I watch him in a match, it's like – it's it's like, why are you even there taking a spot from somebody, right? I mean, there's a lot of people chomping at the bit to be involved in the NWA. Just put somebody else in the spot. I mean, there's talent out there that are just like eager, eager, and this guy's just in there just going through the motions. Like I said, that's my only kind of negative takeaway. Like the other five individuals in that match, especially at Jordan Clearwater, damn, that kid impresses me. Right? I mean, Jordan Clearwater has done lots overseas, uh, you know, and made his way over here as well. So, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. We've seen him in New Japan Pro Wrestling doing work over there a little bit. Absolutely blown away by that kid. You need to to remember that name and watch because that guy is going places. NWA National Championship, a singles match. We have Chris Adonis, the champion, taking on the cowboy, James Storm. Joe, go first. Give me your thoughts on this. Fantastic match. That national championship belt seems to bring out the best of everybody that's involved uh, going after that title. I mean, that entrance for James Storm, that Johnny Cassius-inspired music, man, that set the whole tone of that match. I'm not a big Chris Adonis fan, but he held his own in there with one of the best. My humble opinion, James Storm um, has traveled worldwide and is somebody who goes very unappreciated, uh, and un- yeah. unfortunately so. Uh, there was a reason why when he made a very, 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 very brief um, appearance in NXT that people were surprised and they were excited and it didn't come to fruition. That's because James Storm is one of the best. And you know yeah. the, this match... Yeah, again, yeah, just absolutely fantastic. Both guys bring in, just bring in the fire with that match. I, <laughs> I enjoy the hell of that. It's not one that's going to be like mind blowing for years to come, but a good, solid mid card, mid championship match. It was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, whenever James Storm is involved in a match, I'm usually paying attention because he does it so, so good. Right. John, thank you so much for coming <laughs> by. We absolutely love you. Yes, the six pack is tight. What's good, boys? It's all pro pack. wrestling is good. That's what's good right now. As we mentioned at the top of the show, it's a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling. That is what's good. Bubba Duke, yeah, right? James Storm and his intro music, great. 
100%. Totally fits, totally works, and is James Storm. And yes, <laughs> the dude can work. I would love to see Bobby Roode make his way out of the WWE and rejoin this man and reform uh, Beer Money, even in the right. NWA, or just doing the whole circuit there. I mean, that that is a tag team in a group people would uh, pay money to see. Just saying. Oh, yes. You are so right. We had a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the NWA National Championship, which Chris Adonis kept by defeating James Storm. Yeah. And it ended up being, it was supposed to be 12, 12 people. It ended up being 13 people because we had a late entrant that came in. And this person actually went on and won the Battle Royal by eliminating a name that some people might know from the WWE, JTG. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know much about this guy that won, to be honest with you. No. The guy's name is Judas. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, I really yeah. don't know. I know that he has worked in... Uh, TNA, back when it was total non-stop action wrestling under the name of Murphy. Other than that, I really don't know much about this guy, but holy hell, a behemoth of a man standing so tall and taking this entire 13-person battle royal, which honestly was just super fun to see. Amazing to see. I, I absolutely was just happy 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 with seeing it joe were you happy with seeing this battle royal i know that you're a royal rumble fan i am so what did you think of this battle royal a a good solid match uh it wasn't anything for me too crazy uh the the judas wasn't who i originally thought it was i thought maybe it was one of the uh i thought maybe it was that big guy from lucha underground but it doesn't look like him um he's just somebody i'm not that familiar with for me like not not to be negative at all because like i said i did enjoy the match i probably would have put jtg over in that match and for me it looked like it was almost going to kind of play out that way I think that would have been a little cooler. It is what it is, though. But uh, like I said, inside of itself, still still some great stuff in there. A different take on on the match. So only you you basically just had to be tossed out of the ring. And if you went through any of the ropes and if only one foot hit the floor, you were Dunsky. So a bit of a different take on the Battle Royal match. Like I said, um, not disappointed by any means. Still got to see some great action in that ring, uh, especially for Mr. JTG. Like I said, I would have preferred to have won. But hey, he'll get his time. He definitely will. Hopefully this is actually setting up something nice for a little bit of a uh, feud between these two guys leading up to the number one contender and uh, him maybe getting that national championship. And then maybe we'll see the JTG factor inside of that national championship running. That would be cool. Singles match for the NWA Women's championship wow (laughs) oh my goodness we had chelsea green taking on camille camille however you want to say her name i don't even know what to say about this she's come a long way long way oh my both both of them have come a very very long way 
they looked absolutely fantastic out there. Were there issues? Yeah, maybe there was a couple little botched spots. <laughs> but but um, I can't even remember what they were so because the rest of the matchup was just fantastic. Yeah. My word. I, I, for those of you who don't know, Camille keeping her championship by defeating Chelsea Green. Um, it, was, it was just good. It was yeah. just good. They were, they were both busy during this weekend, which we're, we're going to get to as well. Both of them essentially kind of pulling double duty this weekend. And on this was like their last match here. So they, they, they still, they, they didn't look like they were tired or exhausted. They put on a, a great match that uh, I would have liked to have seen Chelsea Green win as a Canadian wrestling fan. And with her being right. a fellow Canadian, that would have been cool. But uh, it made sense um, for the time being uh, to keep that belt on Camille because she's still... Uh, really dominating, and there doesn't seem to be any uh, gaps in her game yet. So until that can get exposed, the right move is to keep the championship on her. I 100% agree. Definitely I do. <clears throat> yes, Chelsea Green from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Not just Canada, as she was announced, because, yes, Canada just is Canada. a vast Canada. and large country. <laughs> yes, it is. That was funny. Great match, though. Yeah. Great match. Another championship matchup happened. The NWA World Tag Team Championships were on the line. Champions, Aaron Stevens and Kratos taking on La Rebellion, uh, Bestia 666, and Mecha Wolf. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah. Um the way that La Rebellion really dominated inside of this matchup and really had the ring awareness to be keeping uh, Aaron Stevens over to one side of the ring. Brilliant, fantastic. And I was sitting there going, come on, you can get to Kratos. Come on. <laughs> no. You can, oh, no, come on. You can, oh, continuous over and over again. But it was great. I, I didn't feel I didn't feel angry with anything that happened or even the way that it turned out at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you? For me, uh, it's interesting with this one. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be negative, right? It's probably because okay. I was anticipating the last match of the evening that maybe I was looking past this match a little bit. Maybe that's my fault because... Sure. Upon first viewing in this, uh, I, I typically will go back and watch these events multiple times, even after we talk about them. And maybe this match will grow on me a little bit. But I think maybe I was just sitting there kind of going, okay, wrap this up so that we can get to the main event with mm. with Nick and Murdoch, right? So I was just, I was like, come on, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm anticipating that matchup so much, right? So uh, I will go back. But for right now, I'll be kind of neutral about it. I, I know it was a good, solid match, but it wasn't, I'm not a big tag team wrestling guy, so. It didn't do much for me upon the first viewing. I'll just say it that. literally was only 14 minutes and it's worth it. Definitely go yeah. and check it out. I again. will. I will. Yeah. Then we come to the NWA World's Heavyweight <sighs> Championship matchup title versus career. We have Nick Aldis, the champion, taking on Trevor Murdoch, who said if he does not win, his career is over oh, this here i do believe is the third matchup this is the trifecta matchup 
from a series that they have been in for quite some time now. We do need to mention Nick Aldis, champion, 1,044 (laughs) days at that point. Oh, yeah. Joe, I'm going to let you talk about this for a bit because... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the perfect it's a perfect NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match. You know we we had Murdoch come out paying homage to Harley Race, you know his trainer. I mean he's in his hometown, you know. And then we have the the bad guy Nick coming out with the, with the title, you know. And then we had the match start prematurely with shenanigans at ringside, and then the actual wrestling match happening, and it wasn't too long of a drawn out thing, and it ended. Well, with the, the hometown guy getting over, like it just—it's it, the, the perfect NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match. That's that, that's the, the most straightforward way I could put put it to you. I loved it. It was awesome, and it was it was great to see Murdoch get his moment. And it's it's amazing too. And I've said this on this program before. It's amazing what you can accomplish with emotions and getting people invested when there's in this case multiple things online at the same time. That generates interest when you're viewing. It definitely does. As Mighty Joe told you there, Trevor Murdoch winning the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Good for you. Yes, the 1,044-day reign by Nick Aldis came to a close and an end. And uh, our friend Bubba Duke here, I share these same sentiments Mm -hmm. as well. It was a roller coaster of emotions. If you didn't cry... There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you didn't get emotional, if you didn't have a little bit of well up of tears in your eyes after seeing that championship win and just feeling the emotion and knowing everything that was put into that, <laughs> may the Lord help you. It's one of these things with this company. They've done a really good job of uh, the handful of the, these talents of like really eliciting that emotional response that so we had with Josephus, who's really unfortunate not to have him along. And then with Murdoch and, and, and a few others, uh, the, the fans, it's like they just like literally like latch onto them. And it's like they're one of their own. It's like, you know, we want everything for this person. And if they lose, you know, we get so disappointed and stuff like that. You really, really get the audience involved with these characters. And that's one thing that the NWE does very, very well. It definitely is. I'm, yeah, i absolutely blown away by this matchup. Did I get emotional? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I 100% did get emotional uh, watching that matchup and seeing that. I was, yeah, yeah. True emotions coming out. And you could see it in the crowd as well. They were emotional because, yes, as Joe said, hometown boy winning. You know what? We all we're winning. Everyone that has seen that pay-per-view, we're all winning, dude. It is absolutely great. Fantastic. What other takeaways have you got from this show here, Joe? Anything else? One other thing that uh, I I don't know if you want to save this for later in the program or if you want to bring it up now. I think you may know what I'm talking about. Mm. That happened at the show. Big deal. You, 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 You decide. You decide. He's one of my favorite. Can we do it now? Can we do it now? Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Yep. The greatest wrestler of all time, Ric Flair, showed up at this show 
and they essentially went like Rick shows up at this event and they just went here you go like he asked like you know what do you want me to do he's like you're Rick Flair go go do what you want to do right and you know he is very uniquely positioned in this business to have that luxury to do that cuz i mean he went out there and like he knocked down every fourth wall that you could possibly knock down Right, um, and you just can't do that over where he just came from the WWE. So really cool to, to basically Rick just went out there and basically just talked about his journey through professional wrestling, and lack of a better, for lack of a better term, uh, and mentioned all the names that uh, helped him get through along the way. Just a really really cool moment. That uh, interesting that it took place at the NWA and not in the WWE. It, it, it seems. And maybe I'm overstating things here, but Rick has really, really fond memories of the NWA, maybe even more so than the WWE, because they even mentioned Hunter in his office. He doesn't have a WWE belt hanging in his office. He's got the NWA World Heavyweight Championship belt hanging in his office. That's um, interesting, to say the very, very least. But again, man, I'm rambling a little bit here, but it was just really cool to just go see Rick go out there and be Rick in front of the crowd. Um, I hope everybody got the same appreciation of that that I did because that was a special moment. It definitely was very special to hear him thank, and I'll say some names, Triple H. He thanked Shawn Michaels. He thanked Taker. Yep. He thanked Vincent Kennedy McMahon inside of an NWA ring. Yep. Unfreaking heard of (laughs) but yes rick flair can do it and rick flair did it it was absolutely fantastic and uh just a little side note um yeah rick flair says that that nwa championship in uh, trip's office there uh triple h bought it off of rick flair (laughs) so just a little side piece to that absolutely banger of a pay-per-view So excited for that, and so excited again for the NWA. Absolutely gorgeous. Now we're going to talk a little bit more NWA. This here is the first ever all-women's pay-per-view done by the NWA called M-Power. Who, again, you talk emotions? Yes, This night was riddled with emotions going through absolutely every match. Did you see, um, like, the pre-show matches or anything like that at all? I did not. Uh, I I watched the, would be the the, the seven main card matches. Unfortunately, both of these shows, I did not catch any of the pre-show matches. Okay. Going back just for a moment, yes. After Trevor Murdoch won the NWA world's heavyweight championship rick flair came out and congratulated him and essentially gave him words that were so very emotional saying you are the champ now you are the representative you got this go and do it essentially is what he said and that was that was again emotions coming out we're only going to talk the seven matches on nwa empower Triple threat matchup to start out the show. We had Diamante taking on Chick Tormenta 
and smiley Kylie Ray. What a great way, honestly, a great way to start out this pay-per-view. Representation from essentially three different companies and organizations or whatever, however you want to say it, coming out and, and putting on just an awesome display of professional wrestling. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely, man. We had, you know, Diamante from AEW, Chick Tormenta from AAA, and of course, the NWA's own Kylie Ray. And, and, and once again, you know, she was kind of the highlight of this match. She didn't win, but the NWA crowd loves Kylie Ray, and I, I couldn't be happier for her. You know, she's she's found that home for herself. And again, I, I'll say it again. She works so goddamn good in that ring. She really, really impresses me. Um, you know, in her time off, you know, she didn't develop any ring rust whatsoever. Damn, she looks impressive in that uh, in that ring. And I'm hoping maybe she can get comfortable with a bigger crowd because, damn, she could be a really popular baby face for any company. Right, right. She found her smile again, and I am super glad that yeah. we are seeing it. Definitely, Diamante winning that matchup. Absolute banger of a match. Now, so these next two matches here, <clears throat> semifinal matches in the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship. Yes, people, the NWA with Women's Tag Team Championships. Nice wow. So nice this first matchup that happened, a group that many people are familiar with, but maybe not familiar with the name. They're now calling themselves The Hex. We're talking Allison Kay and Marty Bell taking on a group called Hell on Heels, <laughs> Renee Michelle and Sahara Seven. To be honest, Hell on Heels, I don't know very much about, but I do want to check out some more from them. Great matchup. I was happy with it. Joe, go ahead. For me, the, the big standout, I mean, Allison Kay. I've been a fan of her since I first uh, recall seeing her. Uh, I mean, she she's a women's wrestling star. You know, regardless of whether she's part of this tag team or if she would choose to go off on her own in any promotion, uh, she would do extremely, extremely well. Uh, I, I like that the NWA is doing a women's tag team but doing it the right way, you know, with a, mm-hmm. a tournament to crown a new champion and champions in this case. So just uh, nice to see that it being done, but like I said, also being done in a way that isn't ridiculous. Yes, I, absolutely. I agree. Right. So in this matchup, we had the hex going over hell on heels and moving on to the finals for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Right after that matchup, we had the next matchup in the semifinal tournament. We had Red Velvet and Kylan King taking on the Free Babes. Hmm. And I am absolutely loving that. Jazzy Yang, Miranda Gordy with Hollywood Haley. Sorry, Holly Hood, (laughs) Haley J. Again, representation from a number of different companies happening inside of this matchup. Holly Hood from OVW, 
uh, Kylan King and Red Velvet. We're looking at, uh, you know, AEW. And then just independent circuit with Jazzy Yang and Miranda Gordy. And I love that they're calling themselves the Free right. Babes. Right. Some interesting stuff going on with the individuals in, the, in this match. Uh, you know, Red Velvet, uh, for those of you who do watch AEW, you're very well of her. Kylan King, you guys would also be familiar if you follow us uh, because she does work with our friend Miss Kim Arlip down at Ignite Wrestling as well. She's one of actually one of her top talents there. And then the other names even get even more interesting. Jazzy Yang, the daughter of Mr. Jimmy Wang Yang, uh, who you would uh, remember from uh, WWE. Very, very cool character. Good to see... Uh, uh, a second generation happening there. And even more interesting, the daughter of uh, Mr. Terry Gordy, Miranda Gordy. Uh, I didn't know that she existed <laughs> until this match. And wow. I mean, she wrestles like she's been doing this for a long time. You know, she looks to be very, very seasoned. And uh, I would love to, if I was running a show and had a women's division, she would be like right near the top of my list. I mean, she... That the work rate and everything, just I mean, it, it's uh, she's absolutely fantastic. So uh, some cool stuff in, in this match. Uh, I enjoyed the hell of this one. Like I said, I'm not a tag team guy, and I was entertained by this. So mission accomplished. Right. I'm ab- like I said before. I'm absolutely loving the free babes, and I hope that this is a continued yep. thing that is going to happen because I think that these three talents working as well, not the free birds, but the free babes, yeah. yes, can really take the women's wrestling and, and, and elevate it and, and really move it up to another notch just as the Freebirds did so many years ago winning this matchup. Oh, Oh, it was red velvet and well, Bubba Duke's favorite <laughs> Kylan King. There you go. Those two taking that second semifinal matchup. Now, they would get a break. All of these competitors would get a break <laughs> yeah. because we moved into our next matchup, which went on for 14 minutes and 38 seconds. A matchup for, yes, you're going to hear this correctly, a singles matchup for the Impact Knockouts Championship being represented on an NWA show. We had the champ, Deanna Perrazzo, taking on Melina Perez. Yeah. Wow. Right? Right? This was an interesting one because I think most people mistakenly would probably say, well, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, I mean, she's, you know, the virtuosa. I mean, she's a shoe-in. She's going to absolutely dominate this match. Not the case. Melina uh, gave her a run for her money, very, and very much so. Um, th- this is one uh, hell of a match. And uh, if I was sitting in the shoes of Impact Management, I would almost kind of be a little upset that this matchup happened <laughs> under the NWA umbrella as opposed to uh, yes. the actual Impact company. But I digress on that. It was, it was a, great, uh, a great match. And um, I would, though, like to see... Because I think you can make so much money if you went this way with Gianna Perrazzo. If you make her like a really, really popular babyface character, you could print money with that woman's face on it. I, I get that they're kind of edging on her being a heel, but I think if you swung in the other direction, I, I think that she could do it really, really well. And like, I, she is one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. 
and I think you can make money by the bucket loads if you uh, went another direction. But hey, I would be a millionaire if I could uh, make stuff like that happen, but I'm not. So <laughs> people in a higher position obviously know better than I do, because uh, I mean she's still not pretty much the talk of the wrestling world at the women's level. So uh, happy for her. It is the world of professional wrestling, and what's the biggest saying? Never say never. Right. Right. So, yeah, we will definitely have to see this matchup. An absolute banger having Deanna Perrazzo defeating Melina Perez to retain the Impact Knockouts Championship. Now we're going to come the next matchup here to the final in the tournament for the NWA World women's tag team championship i say it a little slower because if i try to say it a little quicker i'm gonna totally mess it up and i know that i will so you heard we've got the hex allison k and marty bell taking on red velvet and kylan king in a matchup that had a special person come out on commentary we had the legendary medusa come out and assist on commentary for this matchup emotions yes definitely again there were some emotions seeing medusa come out there because well yeah yeah i was a fan of medusa back in her wcw days this matchup dude just you know what it's not even as though it was a long matchup it was less than 10 minutes yeah but I was invested in the entire thing. For sure. The matchup was great. Uh, stuff with the Medusa, too. I mean, that, that that great nostalgic value for me because for you wrestling historians out there and for those of you who aren't, you'll, you'll learn a lesson here that uh, she is almost single-handedly responsible for igniting the Monday Night Wars between WWE and WCW. When she showed up on WCW television with Bobby the Brain and company there, and she put that WWF Women's Championship in the trash. It was all like Donkey Kong. <laughs> it definitely right, so. was. Alundra Blaze yep. is who she was known as in the WWF. Yep. And you're right, essentially igniting that entire thing. And I think there was probably nobody better fitting than to have yeah. Medusa yep. or Alundra Blaze do this commentary and award the championship belts to who? Who did we see win this? It was the Hex. Allison Kay and Marty Bell. I got a question for you. What do you think of those championships that they were handed? I like them. I like them. Um... For me, more than the physical objects, you know, I'm not a huge bell mark. Although, like the NWA Worlds and the Intercontinental, the original Intercontinental, I'm big, I'm a big fan of. But for me, it's more of the, the other stuff, stuff surrounding the championship that really makes it special. And I, I think they pulled off a pretty special moment here. You know, reviving uh, these championships after like what 30, 40, possibly longer years since they've been around. So, like, it's just I like that they did with it. With, they did it with a tournament, and they crowned new champions, and they're off and running with this women's tag team division, and uh, so yeah. far so good. And I'm excited to see more because, uh, like I said, 
And that's coming from somebody who does not like tag team wrestling, but this was well done and I, I like it and looking forward to what they can do because it's hasn't been done well in a lot of places, a women's tag team division. So I'm very curious and excited to see what they can do here. And if they do it well, I will be extremely happy as well as everybody else will probably be as well. So it's, it's a win for everybody. It definitely is. Bubba Duke saying that they're cool because they don't look like every other belt. That's right. They, they've only got a main plate on them. Yep. There are no side plates on that championship belt at all for the women's tag team, which kind of blew me away, to be honest, because I'm used to seeing side plates, even if it's just one on each side. But to see none, I was like, hmm, very interesting. Great matchup. Very happy with Allison Kay and Marty Bell winning that, and I think that they definitely can uh, really help build a women's tag team uh, industry, I guess. Uh, because, I mean, it's it's something that's very far and few between right now, women tag team. And I think that this is really going to open up doors for women that are tag teams in the independence right now right. to really be able to come out and shine. And there's such a big pool of talent to pick from given all the cooperation going on with all these companies, right? We, 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 there's a lot of potential for some really, really cool stuff here. Excited to see it. I definitely am as well. You know what else was really exciting? This singles match for the NWA World Women's Championship. We had champion Camille taking on Layla Hirsch. <laughs> David versus Goliath to the extreme yeah. with this one. You've got Camille, who is like 10 feet tall, and you got Layla Hirsch, who's like three feet tall. <laughs> yes, I'm exaggerating here. Just to give you that kind of perception. Yep. Wow. This the I did I did not expect this matchup to go 13 minutes. <laughs> I expected it to be a squash match. And it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. I'm almost kind of sad that I haven't actually heard of Layla Hirsch until this match. And boy am I glad that I watched this because I mean I completely underestimated her, but then when the match started, I was like, like I was enthralled. Like I was just, I was highly, highly impressed. I mean, Camille is not a veteran by any means, but I mean, Layla Hirsch. I mean, if you don't know who she is, go watch this match, and you'll be hopefully as impressed as I was. Because I mean, damn, like that was very, very, very well done. I mean, she did extremely well in there, and she is somebody that hopefully we'll catch a break because if she can work like this in every match, she deserves a spot. She definitely does. If you want to see more of Layla Hirsch, I suggest that you go to YouTube and watch AEW Dark and Dark Elevation because that is where we see her the most. Nope. And I am absolutely happy about that i've been watching layla hirsch for a while now um because of aew and it has been absolutely fantastic bubba duke chiming chiming in again i love this match because of how the two ladies worked with each other 
And that is his match of the week right there. So we haven't even gotten to our match of the week. And Bubba Duke is already telling us his match of the week. That is absolutely fantastic. And I'm, I'm glad that he did because that that was absolutely a fantastic matchup. Super happy with that as awesome. well. Just as I'm sure a lot of other people were too. Definitely. Now we come to the final matchup that happened here. Inside NWA M Power, we had the NWA Women's Invitational Cup Gauntlet matchup. This here was a uh, a matchup that saw ten women, I believe it was ten women. And what happened is that uh, two women started, and every two minutes another woman would come in. Pinfall, submission, and then they're out. So I don't have the full list here. I'm sorry of who was all. Uh, no, I do have it here. Sorry. I I have it here. So we had participants. Um, Debbie Malenko, Lady Frost, Jamie Senegal, Genocide, Kira Hogan, Masha Slamovic, Thunder Kitty, Tootie Lynn and Chelsea Green, as well as Bianca Corelli. Names that a lot of people aren't familiar with, but I'm sure they soon will be. Mighty Joe, give me your thoughts on this gauntlet match, considering it was something that was a little bit different as well for the NWA doing. For sure, uh, I really enjoyed the the match. A nice mix of of talent here, and to, to shed the light on some of these names for everybody here, Bianca Corelli. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, is the daughter of Mr. Santino Morella or Santino Morella, uh, depending on uh, which part of his career you watched. Um, she has a lot of uh, potential. Uh, she has like a very much a, a judo and uh, MMA kind of background. So it'll be interesting to see her. I mean, Debbie Malenko, uh, I'm assuming is related to Mr. D Malenko. I could be incorrect on that one. Um, Masha Slamovich probably has like one of the coolest pro wrestling women last names around Slamovich. How could you not get into a career of professional wrestling last name like Slamovich? And right. a Genocide and uh, Lady Frost. I mean, just it, it was Chelsea Green. I mean, just a, a great mix of, of talent. And um, I enjoyed this match. Um, I would have maybe have liked to have seen a Battle Royal in this spot. But again, that's the Battle Royal fan of me. But I think at the end of the day, um, the right uh, winner was crowned here. And Miss Chelsea Green. So it, w- it was really, really cool to see. I enjoyed this match. And um, like I said, I, I, I like who they picked. Definitely, I do as well. The, the entire thing was, was great. Tootie Lynn is actually a hometown girl who got the opportunity to go out there in this Invitational yeah, cool. Cup gauntlet matchup and came down to Chelsea Green, mm. who entered number one. Yeah. And Tootie Lynn. And the show of just emotional support afterwards, Chelsea Green winning and getting an actual physical like trophy cup, which was amazing. And I'm hoping that this is going to become a yearly thing that they do. That'd be cool. Where they actually put the name of everyone that's won onto 
the base of the cup. I think that that would be absolutely fantastic. But Chelsea Green not taking all of the spotlight and actually telling Tootie Lynn to come back inside of the ring after she was being, uh, you know, hugged by her her family out at, at ringside and told her, get up onto those rope, get up onto that turnbuckle. Don't, I'm not taking all of this. You did get up there. Yeah. You take all of this in. Class act right there. That's something that you really don't see very much of in, in this business anymore. And I, I want to build on what you had mentioned too with that with that trophy. I think you do make it a yearly event. And given how the show is planned out and who oversaw the whole thing, I think that you either you keep it a, a gauntlet or you make it like a tournament. And you can see where I'm going with this, right? You name it after Mickey James. A hundred percent. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely. You just you do it, Billy. If you're listening, do it, man. One hundred percent. That needs to happen. I I fully agree with that. We're gonna come to our next topic here. We're already like fifty three minutes into this episode, (laughs) people. But it's fine. We're, We're it's all going. It's flowing. It's good. And you guys are loving this just as we are loving absolutely all of you. Thank you so much to everyone who tunes in and sees the show, whether it is live or whether it is afterwards. We don't care. We just thank you so much for tuning in, you guys are why we do this, our amazing fans and our amazing supporters. And we're going to continue talking amazing things right now, like this next topic, the state of women's professional wrestling. Oh, my goodness. I have some Mighty Joe. Mighty Joe, I will let you go first. Okay, because there will definitely be a bit of a hot take in this too. Um, when it comes to the state of women's professional wrestling, uh, you could make a very strong argument, and there may not really be much of an argument here, but I mean, you know, previously, you know, there was some really, really cool stuff with women's professional wrestling in the golden age and that kind of stuff. But even then, it was pretty limited with like how many talents and stuff that we actually had now. When we look, I mean, we have a tremendous amount of fantastic women's professional wrestling across the board here, with the exception of one company here, Carl. I mean, when we're talking AEW, we're talking NWA, we're talking Ring of Honor, we're talking, if I did mention AEW already, an impact, killer women, um, um, over in uh, Stardom, over in Japan, they're doing fantastic stuff there now too. Fantastic women's professional wrestling. And then we look at the WWE, who is, again, hot take here, but they're sticking up the place with the women's professional. I'm sorry. With some of the stuff, uh, most recently I saw what was going on with uh, Nia Jax and Charlotte. And you know when you have Mr. Mick Foley calling that and going, what the F was that? Not good. Not good. Um, there are... I, there are some good women's wrestlers in the WWE. Don't get me wrong. And, the, and they deserve better, in, in my humble opinion. But with everybody else, like all of the, the major promotions that have banded together and are, are pulling in the same direction is the reason why women's professional wrestling is alive and well. Thank God, because if WWE was the only one in town, it would be in rough shape still. Yeah, there was a bit of an evolution and blah, 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 blah. They can pat themselves on the back. That's not where the real evolution has happened, Carl. It's happened with all with the NWA, with AEW, with OVW, with Ring of Honor, with 
the list goes on and on, right? The women outside of the WWE are absolutely killing it right now. And it's so cool to see uh, that that's the case. And I couldn't be happier because I, for a long time, was not a big women's professional wrestling fan. I did like some of the, obviously, some of the the sexual appeal stuff. <laughs> Becky Lynch. You know, given that, uh, you know, especially during... You know, the, the bra and panty match era and the cake in the face matches and all that stuff like that. That's titillating and exciting for what it is. I get it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if the wrestling sucks, it all sucks. So I'm, I'm just I'm so happy that, that this shift has happened to where the woman can really, really, really get a chance to shine. And I couldn't be happier that they actually are. And like I said, the fact that it's happening outside of the WWE, that's just the icing on the cake for me. It definitely is. All of the women from all these different promotions have been absolutely killing it. My only hot take that I have from this here, I, I'm absolutely loving the state of women's professional wrestling right now. The state of women's professional wrestling has been absolutely blowing up and fantastic. The state of women's professional... Wait. This is just professional wrestling. We need to just look past all of this now. We have a number of different women that can wrestle. Yes, we need to stop. This is women's professional wrestling and move it towards this is professional wrestling. No matter if it's women or men or little people or aliens, I don't care. It's professional wrestling now putting a focus on the women i think is absolutely fantastic yes it is even one of the fans in attendance at nwa empower had a sign that was taken from him by the women that came down to the ring after chelsea green won and it was handed to chelsea green who held it up that said this isn't just women's professional wrestling this is professional wrestling and that I think was absolutely fantastic. And that right there, I think is going to possibly hopefully be a bit of a turning point to professional wrestling and making sure that it's not just looked at as a male sport, that it has become an all inclusive. That's my hot take on that. There you go. 100% agreed. Uh, Having said that too, though, I don't want to see a whole lot of intergender stuff too much because I think then mm. you cross over into that danger of where you have people in the crowd calling, kick him in the balls. We don't want to descend back into stupidity, right? As You still have the yeah. women versus the women, the men versus the men, but absolutely they're performing at the same level as the men. You cannot deny that. Definitely. As Bubba Duke even says, thank you to the companies that let the women shine. Yes, definitely. I am happy that the women are able to to shine mighty joe before we get into our next topic here i need a pause and a break and i need to take a drink of our uh non-sponsored dr pepper and we're gonna come back with you guys in just a couple of minutes with uh summer report card yeah yeah that's what we're coming back to you with so stay tuned we're gonna hit our commercial break Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. 
I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. My name's Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Ted 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. www.wrestlingnetwork.com It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too! www.wrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? www.wrestlingnetwork.com It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> it definitely is insane for $4.99 a month. Absolutely great price for you to go and check out anything and Everything from OVW. I am Carl Carafel, Mighty Joe, over to my side there. This is Turnbuckle Talk, and welcome back, everybody. We have got something that we haven't done in a while. We usually do this probably four times a year, but we haven't done this in a while, and I'm, I'm happy to do this right now. We are going to go and do a summer report card Joe and I are going to pick our favorite wrestling promotions as we come near to the end of 2021. And yes, at the end of the year, probably January, we will do another one to give our overall for the entire year of 2021. Mighty Joe, please give me your report card and your favorite promotion. Report card across the board. I mean, I kind of said it earlier. A lot of wrestling companies are doing really, really cool stuff. With the WWE, you know, without getting into too much detail, not a fan of what, a lot of the stuff that they're doing. But that's all I want to say about it because I want to be as positive as I can be on this. Uh, New Japan, uh, most people probably expect me to give that pick, given that I'm a, a big New Japan guy. But 
there's been some stuff that's been kind of wonky lately, so they don't get my pick, unfortunately. I do like a lot of New Japan stuff. But for, for me, Carl, uh, to pick my favorite wrestling promotion for about three-quarters of the way through the year here, Carl, we're, we're talking AEW. Because, because they have managed to, like, not just the lightning in the bottle that they, that they hit there with Mr. CM Punk coming back, but with everything that's been happening since then and shortly before and the momentum that, that seems to still be going, I got I to gotta pick AEW. They, they've made the most noise and have made the biggest impact, for lack of a better term, pun intended. Um, it's AEW. And, like I said, to be specific, though, the big, big reason why I'm picking that is not only did they get CM Punk, they executed that so perfectly to get the wrestling world talking. It's a big reason why I picked it. But they've executed well around it, and there's still some more stuff to come, mind you, right? So we're not done yet. But, uh, but yeah, for me, it's AEW because they've managed to get the wrestling world talking. If, if nothing else, <laughs> that's why. Bubba Duke, I fully agree with you. Yes. Uh, what? Joe picked AEW. Right. I had to check my Fitbit here. <laughs> my heart stopped and went down to about 56 beats a minute. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. Right. Great balls of fire right now. Just as AEW is doing, they are on fire. They definitely are. Summer report card. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. As a little asterisk to go along with that too, we have to course, include. A bite. We have to include the NWA in New Japan and their partners for bolstering this up as well. So don't want to forget those companies. But like I said, AEW. Like if we're talking like North America here, I mean they're the it company right now. And if you yeah. disagree with me, let's fight about it. <laughs> I'll take that challenge. No, actually, I won't, because I actually agree with you. Yes, Mighty Joe and Carl Carafel are agreeing on something here. It isn't always. No, it definitely was not planned. <laughs> I, he didn't tell me what it was going to be, and I didn't want to tell him mine either, and we didn't. And yeah, AEW is absolutely killing it, and I am loving everything. Since they started, I've been loving everything that they're doing, and I know Joe has been very critical of AEW for different things that they have done and sometimes the different shenanigans that they have played out in um, mocking the conglomerate, I guess you could say. Um, But they have really opened up the doors, and honestly, without... All of this opening up from AEW and allowing Impact stars and allowing New Japan stars and allowing all of these people to walk through that quote-unquote forbidden doorway. Do you really think that we would have had Ric Flair at NWA 73? It would not have happened at all. Even the greatest... Of all time, Ric Flair is seeing and realizing and understanding that we need to work together just as all these companies have been doing. I am loving professional wrestling right now. It is fantastic. 
we move on to something that we actually talked a little bit about earlier. Actually, Bubba Duke had uh, kind of spoiled that for us a little bit, but we're talking about our... Match of the week is what we are talking about right now. This is so hard right now. Such a hard thing to do to pick because there was just so much great stuff that happened right now. I Okay. Three, two, one. Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch. Definitely. Because of the emotion that was inside of that matchup, because of what was at stakes here, because of the career and the title and the prestige of that championship, everything about it, hometown boy, family at ringside, winning that championship, literal tears flowing match of the week for me. For me, it's a dead heat between two matches. I cannot pick from the two of them. I, I have okay. to name both of them. Yeah, do for, it. Please. For me, it's a dead heat between the first one is coming from NWA Empower. Okay. And we're talking the matchup for the NWA World Women's Championship between Camille and Layla Hirsch. That match was absolutely fantastic. It it hit me. It it was unexpected, and yeah. I was highly, highly impressed, especially with Layla Hirsch. I want to see more of her, and the the like I said, it's a dead hit heat pick between these two for me. The other one, <laughs> it's for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Nick and Trevor Murdoch. How can I not pick that one as well? Like you said, it it, it literally ticks every box for that situation that you would want to hit and they, they hit every mark for lack of a better term, pun intended. Right. Yes. It was perfect. I mean, was it, was the match absolutely technically absolutely 100% perfect. There's the that match does not exist. No, but they executed to the point where you don't even see the imperfections because everything else is so well put together and executed. Um, it, I, challenge WWE right now to match this type of emotional investment <laughs> and that kind of stuff, right? So it, it's the the reason why the bulk of our show, for I think possibly the first time ever, we have focused on the NWA. And again, I'm reiterating again what I said earlier, I couldn't be happier because of that fact. Um, it's so great yeah. to see this company to go from being so notable to fading almost into obscurity, into just into oblivion, to be revived by a musician from the 90s? Are you kidding me that that would even happen? To get right. to the notoriety and to bring it back in a way that is actually cool? I mean, I would have not called that happening, and a lot of people didn't call that or expect it. So it's just it's so cool to see it come back and to see it being done in a way that uh, does it justice and honors the tradition. Yeah. Both of my matches of the week come from NWA shows. Awesome. Definitely it was. Let's continue with a little bit of NWA uh, here, and we're going to talk about some...
breaking news. Some breaking news coming out of the NWA. A great way for this to happen as well. I think it definitely was. So I'm going to, I'm going to say the person's real name and then Joe, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about it. If you will for me, please. We're talking Kia, (laughs) Kia coming down to the ring and having an impact like you wouldn't believe. Right. Joe, what do you remember about this, and what, what, what's your takeaway from this? I, I hope I'm thinking of the same moment, right? We're, we're talking about Awesome Kong. Yes. Right? We, we, we had Gail Kim come out, and we had some shenanigans with Tyrant Terrell and uh, her entourage and whatnot, and then we had Awesome Kong come out, and we had a moment there. And then... It, it just it kind of transitioned into Awesome Kong saying that she is retiring from professional wrestling. Uh, there was no real kind of build up to that. It was just she, she just kind of uh, put it out there. Yeah, man. Just like you want to talk like big, like physically big women in professional wrestling. There aren't too many that have done it in a way that is pretty universally praised by a lot of people. Um, Usually big women wrestlers are pretty polarizing with uh, a lot of fans. With Awesome Kong, I don't think I've ever heard a fan say a bad thing about an Awesome Kong match or her her ability in the ring. I mean, she's a big girl, so obviously there's some things that she can't do. She's not going to be doing 450 splashes and sentons to the outside for obvious physical reasons, right? But she had a presence and she had the, the ability uh, to make it believable and, and did it on a consistent basis for years upon years. And so that makes her a legend and makes her a Hall of Famer in any promotion that you would uh, uh, put her in. And, you know, she she has had a long, lengthy career and she feels that it's time to focus on family or, or what have you and more power to her. She does not owe the professional business a goddamn thing anymore. Uh, she can uh, do what she pleases now. I'm hoping maybe she'll still come back and maybe do some commentary if they make this empower thing a yearly basis, which, Billy, if you're listening, make it a yearly thing. Uh, bring her back as commentary or be part of like uh, the opening ceremonies to the shows or whatnot. That's what I would yeah. want to see. Definitely. Now, I don't know who you said did, did, at, at the very beginning there, but it, Gail Kim. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is that who you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. For sure some I reason, I, 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 was, I was thinking and I was hearing that you said Mickey James, and no. I'm like, wait, no. No, no, no. It was Gail Kim. It was Gail Kim. I'm glad yeah. that you said uh, that it was Gail Kim because, yeah. <laughs> and the two of them, like just the storied career that they, right there. Uh, she was a good storyteller. I liked her from day one, says Bubba Duke. Uh, yeah, you know what? I did too, 100%. I was a fan of Awesome Kong. Um, she had a little bit of a run in the conglomerate um, that kind of just faded and fizzled away. And yeah. I, I believe pregnancy uh, is is what had happened. She got pregnant and then yeah. she, she was gone and then just never came back to the WWE again. Yeah. Another point... Of the weekend where, yes, I got emotional. Um, To see the two of them inside a ring again and and it to be on this type of a show and for it to be an NWA ring and not an Impact Wrestling ring, 
emotions flowed. And when, when I saw Kia crying, when I saw Awesome Kong crying, I started welling up myself too. And just the interaction that the two of them had looking as though in the beginning that it was going to be Awesome Kong maybe going and uh, kind of hitting uh, Gail Kim and, and, you know, doing some shenanigans there turned out to be such a feel good moment absolutely loved it i i really i don't have anything else for breaking news that isn't just rumors and you know we're not a rumor mill here so we don't talk about that stuff you got anything else joe yeah i have one thing that i want to bring up here from okay. the words of one of the i mean wrestling mind is, isn't the right uh, thing to coin this man one of the most intelligent businessmen surrounding professional wrestling at this band. We're talking Mr. Eric Bischoff. Uh, from the words of Mr. Eric Bischoff, I think it's already, I think it already has been a watershed moment for AEW. No doubt about it. AEW has the momentum in their corner, and if they keep doing what they're doing, I think AEW is well on its way to being legitimate competition for the WWE. I don't think I'd ever really hear myself say that, but they do have a long way to go. Right from the words of Mr. Eric Bischoff saying that, all right now, I've said this too. <laughs> There's competition in town now. We're excited to see wow. where this is going to go. Right from the words of Mr. Eric Bischoff. So very, very cool. And uh, I'm in total agreement that, that definitely the momentum has clearly swung in their direction. And now it's up to them though, Carl to take that ball that they've been handed and run with it. Don't fumble it. Um, otherwise, then uh, I don't want to be talking about <laughs> if that's the case, right? So I want them to succeed, and uh, they're positioned so well, too. Now just don't mess it up. Fully, fully agree with that. Eric Bischoff, yes, uh, a, a pretty seasoned person when it comes to bit. promotions bit. And, and knowing. Yeah, definitely. And if he's loving it, I'm loving it too. And Mighty Joe, yeah, his, he, he told us that he's starting to love it as well. And love is just all around. And that takes us to the segment that everybody loves, including us. We love this. We're talking our... Show stopper segment. This week we're talking about what we love about professional wrestling. Dude, uh, honestly, I think this entire episode <laughs> has been us talking about what we love about Especially professional right wrestling right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is. I'm loving all of the companies working together. I'm loving that people are getting more interested in it. I'm loving that even people who have not are not wrestling fans that personally I know yeah. are kind of turning and going, "Hey, this is actually kind of cool." And, "Hey, I really like seeing that girl wrestle." And this is coming from a female saying, "I really like watching that girl wrestle and where can I see more of her wrestle? And uh, somebody who, who, who didn't know really anything about CM Punk <laughs> saw CM Punk yeah. coming to AEW and then researching to find out more about CM Punk yep. 
and delving even further into that wrestling rabbit hole. That's what I'm loving about professional wrestling right now. Just briefly about that too. Like even somebody that I knew um, back from like the, the the part year of college I went to, like messaged me out of the blue and be like, hey, uh, so CM Punk came back. Eh? <laughs> I haven't talked to that dude in like 10 plus years and even they were messaging me. Um, for, for me, like my love of professional wrestling is really... Uh, morphed throughout the years, you know, in my early, early days, of course, what I loved about professional wrestling were guys like Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Mr. Andre the Giant, right? And then for a good portion of years, you know, as it became, you know, like in my, my 20s year, there was a time period where I didn't fall out of love with wrestling, but just didn't watch for whatever reason, whether it be just life kind of got in the way and just never really you know, went out of my way to, to go and watch it. I obviously see little mentions kind of here and there, but then to get re-immersed back into it, going back, you know, with when this whole deal with Turnbuckle Talk started, when originally called the wrestling recap with Mr. Kyle Espen Sheen, and then that morphing into uh, you and I being together due to Kyle's unfortunate passing and still going through all this time. And, um, Along with that, too, just getting to go to wrestling shows and getting to rub shoulders with people that I never would have dreamed in a million years. <laughs> to, to be able to be in a locker room, like a shower room with Two Cold Scorpio recording a promo on my iPhone and having a laugh for like 20 minutes. If you would have told me that I would have had done something like that, I would have said you were insane. What, you're going to be able to right. do that? That's crazy, right? So that as well. And then you know, being able to do what we're doing now with other like-minded people that are, that are extremely creative. And I will try and name some names. And if I get anybody, I, I do apologize. Like our friend Mr. Josh Robinson over Love Wrestling, go check out that uh, series that he does for the, our YouTube channel over at Love Wrestling. He is like one of the most talented video producers and content in, in that realm. As anybody, I challenge anybody to find what that style of stuff that Josh does. There aren't really anybody that does it better. Uh, you know, our, our friend Spencer Love that does the, the interviews. Uh, Zach, who does, um, you know, Quizplex and all that kind of stuff. And uh, some of the video, the video stuff that he produces, which is absolutely fantastic. I mean, just it's, it's a great time to be around this kind of stuff. And I, guess in that same vein here, Carl, we might as well transition right over into what we want to announce here. That's starting. That's right. I think, yeah, what I'm going to do here oh, first. Oh. Now go ahead and tell us. So as of next week, we are bringing the video version of this show, Turnbuckle Talk, that has been going. I have lost track of how many years because I'm so excited about this. It's been a while now. We are officially crossing over into Love Wrestling. Wow, dude. Uh, this is exciting uh, because it's such a great and growing platform that we finally get to bring our pride and joy over to Love Wrestling. I am so happy about that as well. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic, and they have been so supportive of us throughout this entire thing as well. As most of you know, we do have our other show, Turnbuckle Rewind, that is over there at uh, lovewrestling.ca, which, yeah, let's take a look here. Let's scroll that across the bottom as well lovewrestling.ca that is where all of you are going to go to see everything now we are going to keep 
Turnbuckle Talk going as well over on our Facebook page. And then it will be downloaded and then the video will be downloaded and then put over to Turnbuckle Studios. So the YouTube is still going to be going as well, but we are going to be going and putting our faces over onto the Love Wrestling YouTube page, probably the Facebook page, maybe the Twitch and our page as well. So stay tuned for that. That is coming next week. And oh, oh, look at that sexy, sexy T-shirt right there i don't i think currently we're sold out sold of up, love wrestling t-shirts this is a collector's item so so <laughs> that one is a collector's item i am pretty sure that there is going to be different shirts that are going to be coming out oh, yeah. and you know how you're going to find out about those well that's by watching everything that's happening over at lovewrestling.ca bubba duke thank you so much um, as you can tell, hopefully it's coming through that we are excited about this as well. Everyone that's over there is absolutely amazing. We don't want to forget about our other friends too, though, over at the HTM podcast network, because they're still going to be continuing to carry the audio of our shows over there. So thankful to our friends over there. We're talking Michael Jargo. We're talking uh, Richard Bronson Vickery. Uh, I absolutely love both of those guys with all of my heart. I absolutely do. Two of the most fantastic people that I have had the privilege to be able to meet and interact with and be around virtually, unfortunately, because of professional wrestling and everyone over at the love wrestling crew as well dude we we just continue to keep growing and growing and growing over there it is absolutely fantastic and we do 100 percent. as joe mentioned before we have to say thank you to spencer spencer love at lovewrestling.ca This is his baby. This is his brainchild. This is his creation. Without him, we wouldn't have a lovewrestling.ca. We wouldn't, and we are so thankful. To peel back the curtain a little bit for you guys here before we wrap up, I know we're going a little bit long. Hopefully Carl will let me uh, kind of indulge everybody here. With a lot of things that we have reached out to, some things that we still have going on and things that have not come to fruition, a lot of times it's been Carl and I having to reach out to make these connections with people. You know, even, you know, when we were part of the gorilla position, you know, that was me reaching out and then thankfully, you know, people answered. And then we became partner with uh, uh, the HTM podcast. But with Spencer and Love Wrestling, this happened completely out of the blue. He was somebody that originally started watching us and then unsolicited by us approached us and be like, hey, so I got this thing coming down the pipe. I want you guys to be a part of it. And it was just like, okay, you know, my ears are burning. What do we got going on here? To yep. the point now where like on top of all this stuff here, there's other stuff coming down the pipe that I can't leak yet. But I mean, we're, this is something that's going to be of some significance, this brand. And like I said, it is just cool to be a part of it and to have been picked to be a part of it because, uh, yeah, it's, yes, very, very humbled and excited to see where it all goes because uh, the the world is our oyster and we plan on taking that oyster and running with it. 
We definitely do. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in this week. This has been absolutely fantastic. I know we've gone an hour and a half, but honestly, it doesn't even feel like that because we're sitting here talking with friends. And it is absolutely fantastic. So again, thank you so much to our fans, to our listeners, to our supporters, to everybody. And uh, you know what? We got some promo codes for you here. You're looking for health supplements or workout gear? Go and check out our friends over at fnxfit.com, our friends at Phoenix. Use our promo code TBTALKPOD. You're going to get yourself 15% off your entire order. They have some amazing deals going on over there right now. Plus, the 15% off when you use promo code TBTALKPOD. And as always, I'm wearing my collar and elbow branded hat. And you saw that Joe was wearing his collar and elbow brand t-shirt before the big reveal for Love Wrestling. You know all about collar and elbow brand. Just go and check them out and buy something. Use promo code JKPODCAST. Get that 10% off. And that gives a little kickback to us as well to keep everything continuing to go here for you. We're on social media at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You got anything else for us before we sign totally out, Mighty Joe? Let me actually turn my microphone back on so you guys can hear me. Uh, again, just to, to make sure that we make mention to our friends over at the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. And, of course, as part of that, too, on top of everything else, I do occasionally get into sit in with Mr. Michael Jarago and talk some New Japan Pro Wrestling on a little podcast called Destino. And, of course, want to make sure that another place that we're at, I mean, the, the list is piling up here, Indie ProWrestling.com, IndiePW.com. Thanks to Carlos there for posting our content every single week. Always appreciated, my friend. And, of course, the other thing that I want to make mention to, I... It's not jumping the gun, so I want to make mention to it. Come up this week on Turnbuckle Rewind. We're going old school. We're going back to 1977 to talk about a classic matchup between Bruno San Martino and... Yeah, the rock superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> got so much kind of going on. Sometimes I forget the words I'm going right. to say. I, I have never had. I, th- I think I've maybe had two concussions, unwrestling related. So sometimes the words kind of get lost. But yeah, th- that's going to be a fun matchup. Where I think that's probably like the oldest match that you and I have talked about to date. So I'm really curious to uh, to sit and analyze that one with you because it's uh, from a very very interesting time period in the wrestling business. So really looking forward to that. And hopefully you guys are too. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for Mighty Joe and myself, Carl Carafel. You've been listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Join us next week as we come back live again with another video. And this time, will we be on Love Wrestling Platform? All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. that all to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Right.